Guten Tag, Garth here from Strength and Shred again. Hope everyone is well. The date is, what is the date? I think we are on the 14th of May. It is indeed. Losing track of what's going on. I might sound a little bit tinnier today. Uh, the missus has my has the old microphone, um, but I've tested it and it doesn't sound too bad to be honest. So we'll we'll crack on. But it's not you. It's not you. It's me. And I'm sure you've you've heard that one before uh, as years have gone by. Yeah, today we're going to talk a little bit more about strength. It's probably appropriate as the title of the podcast is called Strength and Shred. So previous podcasts, last few weeks, we've been talking about fat and kind of weight loss and how to shred a few pounds here and there. But yeah, let's delve a little bit into strength, what we can do about it, and almost its journey of of how it comes onto the body, really, strength. Um, we're not going to talk about any great magnitude on the topic. Um, it'll do it kind of great disservice, really. So if you're, you're sat there, and you won't be, if you sat there with the PhD and Masters in Strength and Conditioning, this isn't for you. You're going to know all this um, <laughs> and some, you know, it's, it's it's kind of basic stuff for those guys. But for people that are kind of embarking on gym gym programs and stuff like that, it's, it's going to help you and it's going to help you understand why certain things happen to your body and why certain things don't happen to your body within the gym. But before we delve in to the world of strength, I'm going to go a little bit off-piste, uh, and I'm going, to, I'm going to give a shout-out to a few people, and love seeing at the moment on my Instagram stories and the old social social dark media, is that people are challenging each other in some kind of kind of workout, and all right, it's mostly kind of body weight, and you're pretty limited to what you can do if you don't have any pieces of gym equipment, and I'm sure you had a look online on buying some gym equipment over the last seven to eight weeks. And these bastards have really put the price up on the price tag of these uh, pieces of kit. And just hold your horses, it'll come back down. And when it does come back down, get it. You know, why stop there? Why Why do you need to stop because of a uh, fucking pandemic? You know, just have it have it in the back. And I'm sure your knowledge of exercise has, has increased because of being housebound and whatnot. But yeah, it's good to see that people are kind of challenging each other. And I'm seeing some good exercises out there. Uh, one I'm not, I still am not keen on is, is burpees. You know, it's a lot of pressure through your heels, that Achilles tendon down there. It's not ready for it. You know, that thing needs a bit of nurture. There's no need to start jumping around like a madman or mad woman. But you can be pretty safe with split squats, single leg Romanian deadlifts, glute bridges, push ups, planks of descriptions. I like a good plank rotation where you're twisting through your spine. Um, and a good good amount of people are stretching now because they're moving more and they're finding out that muscles actually get quite tight and irritable when you work them a lot. And if it's one thing that I find with uh, programs and stuff, is with, with people designing their own, there's zero stretching involved. It's one thing I recommend is have a look at different forms of stretching. You know, there's Pilates out there, there's different types of yoga out there. I implement them into my training regime. And I implement them into my clients' regime, uh, whether they know that or not. Uh, there's always a little bit of yoga, stroke, pilates involved within the session. So yeah, and I've been, and I've, I have been nominated to do some of these uh, challenges. And a good friend of mine, who's living in North Leeds at the minute, Michael knows he's he has challenged me to do and tagged me in one of these, like do a list of exercise in a, in a given time frame. 
uh, and I politely kind of declined it. I, you know, some of you will know I've got my own gym here, and I can do stuff there. And yeah, you might say, well, yeah, just join in Garth; it'll help and kind of get you exposed a bit more and stuff like that, whatever. But I've got my own stuff, you know. And I did see burpees, I think, on that list. Uh, like I say, my Achilles tendon goes through enough torque and strain. I don't need to put any any more strain on it there. But anyway, going off on a tangent there. Uh, before we get stuck in again, I'm going to give you a couple of recommendations, which it's helped me during this, this kind of been locked in kind of pandemic palaver. And I'm going to recommend a couple of things on Netflix, would you, would you know? And the first thing's going to be, it's a basketball one, and it's a sport-related one. And I've seen it's within the top 10 of all things being watched on Netflix, so you, you probably watched it. But it's called The Last Dance, and it's about the Chicago Bulls basketball team back in the 90s and, and early 80s. And it's it's about Chicago Bulls and everything to do with Michael Jordan as well. And if you need a little bit of a pick-me-up, if you're stuck in a bit of a rut... And if you're kind of my age in your mid-30s or something like that and you've been involved in sport or you're thinking about getting back involved in sport, go watch that. It's 10 episodes altogether. They've, as it stands of today's date, they've, they've aired 8 out of the 10. And I'm absolutely glued to this documentary. It's, it's incredible. It's motivating. It's inspiring. And what's best to see is that Michael Jordan and the rest of his teammates, I mean, they are just a crackerjack bunch of men and they show a lot of vulnerabilities which is good to see you know you've got these elite athletes showing that they are actually of course human beings and, and it's good to see that on the other side of the spectrum i've got a good friend out there again he lives in north leeds as well they're all from leeds um tom whiteley booners he's massively into like crossfit a good friend of mine i'm trying to think of the, the gym that he's at there i think it's called form form CrossFit in Leeds uh, and yet again watching the CrossFit games on, on Netflix I think it was the Dubai games and then it led me on to watching a few different things on uh, YouTube it's okay but I do get a little bit fucked off when these people and these guys are, don't get me wrong these guys are inc incredible athletes which again makes me raise my eyebrows a bit of how much load and volume and training that they put their bodies through Makes me question, is it all legit? Is it all natural? I.e., are they getting any performance-enhancing aids along the way that might be illegal? Who knows? One guy got caught, but we'll talk about that in a second. But I start getting annoyed when these they start calling themselves the fittest people on earth. Fuck off. You're not the fittest people on earth. You're the fittest people on earth at CrossFit. That's what you are. End of. I'm not going to go into detail of that. So yeah, I was watching, I think it was the 2017 games, I think it was, the CrossFit games, and this Aussie guy, what was his name? Garrard, something like that. My mate told me he used to play fullback for one of the rugby league teams out in the um, Australian, uh, you know, the top flight Australian rugby league uh, sport there. And I think they just basically made an example of him. I mean, he was still quite a bit off the winner. He finished third on the podium. And this chap who won it called Matt Fraser, and I think at the minute he's kind of dominating it for the last four years. He's coming out saying he's clean, this, that, and the other. But what I find quite interesting is that these guys only get tested for steroids and drugs and drug use and stuff like that. They only get tested, from my knowledge, during the actual games. Now, if you know anything about steroids or anything like that, you'll know fine well that you can cycle your use of drug, uh, drug use and... When you do get tested during the games, 
nothing will be in your blood suit, nothing will be in your system showing that you're actually cheating during the competition. But in actual fact, you could have easily been fucking cycling or using drugs for like six, seven, eight months, whatever it is, don't quote me. And then come to the games, get tested, and you're all right. Now, God knows how this Garrard guy got fucking caught. He, he did come across a bit thick, in all honesty. He came across as if he had the IQ of three. But yeah, he got caught, but I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not so sure. If, it, if it's me... These guys should be tested all the year, all the year round, uh, just like any other. The majority of top top sports, if you want to call it a sport, I know triathlon do it. I know the marathon runners they do it, and other other sports like that. And the winner gets a quarter of a million quid. It's like get it done, get it tested. The thing is, if they do get caught and found out, especially like this this guy that keeps winning, Matt Fraser, he's like the Lance Armstrong of the sport. He's like the pinup boy. If he gets caught, it's obviously going to do discredit to CrossFit, so they're probably not going to push it for now. Anyway, so that's the last dance. Watch that. And then the, the CrossFit Games, if you want to see uh, some men with a top off and some pretty fit women on there as well with pretty impressive jawlines, which is kind of funny. So back to the topic at hand, which is a follow-on of strength and just getting you up to grips with what it is and how, how to improve your own strength. Brief reminder what kind of strength is. It's heavy lifting with long rest periods. So it's one to five repetitions as it goes. In terms of one repetition max, what you're lifting, you're lifting about a minimum of like 80% of your one rep max, all the way up to 100%, which I wouldn't recommend. But yeah, 80 to 95%. Sets wise, how many times do you do those reps? Anything between three and six sets. And the rest time periods between those sets are about two to five minutes. Like I said in previous podcasts, the recent research has come out. If you're fit and you're young, you don't need the five-minute rest. It states that you can have up to two to three minutes is is adequate. It's ample. So, yeah, it's heavy lifting with long rest time periods. And the reason why we have long rest time periods is so that central nervous system of yours, your brain, your spinal cord, and all the electrical current it's sending to your muscles can actually recover to full recovery. Not partial, it needs to be full in order for you to get those maximal strength gains. And again, there is different definitions of what strength is. And one here is it's the production and increase of someone's strength, both dependent on neuromuscular processes. Strength is not primarily a function of muscle size, but it is the result of the appropriate muscles powerfully contracted by effective nervous, nervous stimulation. That is the foundation of all strength training. In other words, let's break that down. It's a bit of a fucking mouthful. In other words, what I just said, human movement is governed by electrical stimulation that is orchestrated from your brain and spinal cord. That is it. From there, it goes to your peripheral nervous system, which kind of branches out. If you visualize it like a tree, it kind of keeps branching out. And then to the muscles that are asked to work which which you've orchestrated so it might be right i'm going to do some lunges so your brain and spinal cord go right boom electrical current down the central nervous system down to your peripheral nerves and it'll fire it to the glutes your quads your hamstrings and a hell of a lot of core muscles to keep you upright and balanced as well and when someone embarks and starts on any weight training regime not just strength training it can be it can be anything 
Something called their motor learning starts to improve and develops. In the early stages, this motor learning rockets up from baseline measures, so their starting point. And this is because your brain, spinal cord, and nerves that get familiar with what you are doing, this motor learning will continue as the intensity goes up and complexity of a given movement goes up as well. Now, strength training doesn't own this motor learning patterns. It occurs with most activities away from the gym as well, such as if you start to learn to play the guitar, you're probably going to be really dog shit, uh, which I started about 12 months ago. It was really crap. And then as you practice and practice and practice, you get a bit better. Uh, things like changing your swimming technique. You might not be changing your swimming technique. You might be starting to learn how to swim. It's all motor learning what's going on. Or if you've got a newborn, well, not a newborn, if a toddler is starting to kind of walk and take its first steps, that is motor learning, a great example there of them trying to balance on the two feet and the brain and spinal cord and nerves and muscles are all kind of working together in order to carry out that given movement. And I'm sure trainers out there as well, like myself, we've seen hundreds of times with new people coming to the gym, so new clients coming to the gym, a bit apprehensive, a bit nervous, you know, it's all a bit alien to them. You demo an exercise that you'd like them to do. We make it look super easy, of course, because we do this quite a bit. And we give them, we give the clients a couple of coaching cues, not too many, it's a bit overwhelming, and then we and then they have a go at it. And as a coach, we're not surprised at all if it looks really shit at the start, because at the end of the day, you've never done it before. And what we do is we're patient, we highlight what we saw which was good, we just do the coaching thing. And then we tweak what we thought looked a bit shit. And too many coaches out there, for me, are very quick to point and assume that the client in front of them, who's just performed an exercise pretty badly, is that they might have some mobility issues. They probably have, but they're quick to assume it. Or that their glutes might not be firing, which is a very common one that's coming out. But the fact of the matter is, you've just given them something, for example, a lunge or a squat, and they haven't done this certain movement probably since they were about like 10, 12 years old. And they're in the mid 30s, mid 40s, beyond that, whatever. And they're not used to it. They've kind of lost it. So the old saying is, if you don't use it, you probably are going to lose it. And essentially, it is this motor learning that needs some time to get everything working simultaneously with some practice. And that posh word for that is motor unit synchronization. You don't need to know that. But it's basically you making a movement look really smooth and everything's firing off together in one powerful sequence. Generally speaking, though, it's if someone is making an exercise look really easy or anything, it doesn't have to be exercise, it can, play, it can be that example of learning how to play a guitar. It shows that they have a really good motor learning pattern and that what they are doing is not the first time they are doing it. They've had some practice and they've had some perseverance within it. I must say, though, it does help to be shown and given the correct cues for any given exercise from the from the get-go, from the very start, so you don't learn any bad habits. It's not uncommon when people come uh, to gyms, especially here, and you have to reprogram that motor learning because they've been doing something for years, not quite right. So it's second nature to them to do it, and it's very difficult to kind of retune that motor learning pattern. But it is, it is, it is... It is achievable and it can be done. And I've been there myself when learning how to swim when I started at my local triathlon club here. 
I remember I, I was like the shark attack in lane two. It was almost like a scene from Jaws. I was all over the place. Like lane one is like, yeah, you need some serious work. And lane five at the, at the tri club is like, yeah, you, you're pretty good. So I just threw myself a lane two and I was all over the place. And I remember there were two coaches. One was a bit nicey-nicey with his coaching cues and his kind of uh, constructive criticism. And the other guy was a bit more Nazi-like, which I preferred. He was straight to the point. And that kind of resonated with me a bit differently. It's funny how people respond to different coaching cues. And it's important for coaches to realise that as well. But the great thing is that our movement patterns or quality of movement, it can improve all the way through our, our adult life. Once upon a time, the researchers out there thought, no, the majority of the movement patterns that we learn are from childhood. Nope. It turns out that our brains are pretty kind of plastic throughout our lives. And we, keep, and we can keep on learning new things. There's nothing wrong with that. We know that now. And it is true that if you don't use it, you will lose it. Now, the brain goes through a process, what we call synaptic pruning. I love that word or that phrase, synaptic pruning. In other words, the brain rewires itself and focuses on what you've exposed it to. For example, an extreme example here, if someone all of a sudden loses their eyesight, and they might start to learn Braille to help kind of read things and whatnot. All of a sudden, they have this enlarged section of the brain generate, which is responsible for the control of their index fingers. Now, the nervous system is plastic, which we say, and it has the ability to adapt. And this, and this same applies to when you start a new gym regime. Just be patient with things. Just be persistent. And the results will come, again, if you've done things properly. So I'm going to give you a few things to consider if you want to start strength training. Number one, strength training on machines. We've mentioned this before. Strength training on machines can restrict the movements of joints, of your joints, involved in producing a specific movement outside of the gym. Now, fixed weight machines can modify the brain's electrical circuit, essentially making you less functional, if you want to throw that word out there. And again, for me, functional is individualistic to that person. So if a particular exercise helps that person with their day-to-day -day living, that exercise would therefore be functional. That exercise might not help that person, so therefore it might not be that functional for them. Point number two with strength training, if you're going to start it, is over-reliance on lifting aids. Now, when I say lifting aids, I'm on about lifting belts, I'm on about hand grips, bandages for joints, and ultimately making training without them increasingly more difficult. Now, if you're a power lifter, fair enough. Do what you've got to do. But if you're new to the game and you're starting out here, you really don't need them. If you're using a lifting belt, for example, because of a dodgy lower back, you're just masking the problem. You really need to sort out that problem. You don't just put fucking dodgy plasters over, over the cut. You know, you really need to get to the root problem of what's going on. For example, that lower back rather than just slamming on a lifting belt. And point number three is those small, subtle changes in your technique. So really pay attention to the technique of any given exercise because that can help you improve your strength. So things like your head position, your hand grip, and your stance in regular strength training can alter the neural changes in any given lift or skill.
So they have three things to focus on if you want to start strength training. Number one is go for the free weight exercises rather than the machines. Number two, don't be over-reliant on lifting aids. And number three, focus on those small, subtle changes in your technique that will help you overall. And within the world of resistance training, we have other things in there apart from strength. It's not just strength training you can do, obviously, in the gym. We have other resistance training um, as well. So along the line, we've got strength, as we've mentioned. We've got power. We've got hypertrophy, which is muscle building. And we've got endurance training as well. So there's kind of four different things there. And if you want to develop or achieve one of these aspects, you have to train a specific way in order to actually achieve that. You can't just merely strut into the gym with your extra small t-shirt on and start throwing some weights around like a madman, hoping to achieve what it, whatever it is that you want to achieve. You need to be specific in what you do. You need a plan, you need an end goal, you need an objective. Otherwise, you're pretty much wasting your time. An old friend of mine, for an example, sent me a hypertrophy plan that he found online, so a muscle building plan that he found online, and there is there's loads of them out there. And to be honest, it was far too extreme. It was too much, almost making it dangerous and really aggressive for that person, especially at their starting point. So if you are having a look at stuff online, and obviously it's going to be free, it might fit your needs, but there's a massive chance that it's probably not going to fit your needs. It's going to be too aggressive and too much too soon. You need to have a little bit more of a prudent approach to it all. And that is about it from me. If you found this helpful, by all means, share it on any kind of social media stream. I'd love that. Um, like people have been messaging me, which is great. Uh, you, you can message me as well. I'm more than happy to help. If you want to kind of find out any more information, there is my website, which is strengthandshred.co.uk. You can go over to my Instagram page at Garth Strength and Shred. And I will chat to you soon. I'm going to piss off and go on my mountain bike. So until next time, I'll chat then.